knowledge and exploration, the life's blood of the Federation. These are the voyages of the starship Tiberius. Our mission, to explore uncharted space, to serve as ambassadors to new life forms and new civilizations, to unlock the secrets of the universe around us. Hi, and welcome to the Treks and Sci-Fi Microcast, The Ready Room. I'm Jen, co-moderator of the RPG section, as well as the Treks and Sci-Fi forums. I play Commander Savril, First Officer and Chief Science Officer of the USS Tiberius. And this is Kenny, co-moderator of the RPG section and moderator of the forums. And I play Captain Nathan Quinn. On today's RPG briefing, we will cover a special guest interview, the story so far, a great dramatization, and RPG protocol. Special guest interview. For today's guest interview, we have a very special guest, the one and only Rick <laughs> Dosty from Trex and Sci-Fi. He actually... <laughs> He actually plays several of our uh, several characters on our RPG. So, um, welcome, Rick or oh, Rico. Rico. I guess I should say Rico. Rico. Yeah, we don't want to confuse everyone out. I know. There. Say Rick. Stick to my, you know, <laughs> stage name. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, why don't you tell us a, a bit about joining the RPG? Have you done RPGs before? I haven't really done an RPG like this online. I've done, you know, role playing over the years. I used to play D and D a fair amount. So, although that turns to be more of a game than really an RPG. So no, no, I haven't really done anything like this before, Kenny. Okay. You had several characters. Well, you had a main character up till recently, up to the recent season, Admiral yeah. Talbot. Yeah. Yeah. You want me to talk about him? Yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit about him? Okay. Um, yeah, that was he was mainly involved, I think, in last season for the most part. Uh, his name is uh, Admiral uh, Sirach Dar Tab Talbot or Talbot. I don't know. I don't even know how to say my own character. <laughs> <laughs> basic idea of Admiral Talbot was, if you remember back to the fifth Star Trek movie, uh, what was that, Final Frontier? Yeah. Yeah. Subtitled. That's the one, of course, they go to, to Nimbus 3, and there's that little group of ambassadors or diplomats there. There are two characters. One, the older guy, David Warner, is playing uh, Sinjin Talbot, is his name, St. John Talbot, and the Romulan... Uh, ambassador or, or diplomat, I guess, to the planet, Caitlin Dar. Those two, if you... The the thing, I think about the time I was trying to come up with a character, I had just podcast about that movie. And the two of them, by the end of the film, they didn't really know each other, but by the end of the film, I don't know if it was because they went and, you know, visited that god planet and all that stuff or what, but they sort of seemed like they sort of liked each other a little bit. So I sort of took off on that. And eventually I, I said, okay, eventually they kind of, since they were both diplomats, they got together and they ended up getting married and having a kid. And that's Admiral Talbot. So he is more from the generation, you know, the end of the TOS generation. So he's a little bit older than most of the other characters, I think, in the RPG. He's an admiral. Mm -hmm. He's about 75 years old. He's also because of that, uh, the two of them, you know, she was Romulan. Uh, Talbot was human, so he is half Romulan. So even though he's half Romulan, he is in Starfleet, and he, his allegiance is to Starfleet. And he's always, um, he still sort of, you know, has some kinds of involvement with with Romulus and his mother and those kinds of things. His father, now being human, is deceased, but uh, he is still very much a Starfleet officer. Enjoys uh, that. He was also a uh, 
as he went up, I think in some of his background, I said he it was an engineer to begin with. Uh, I, I, I guess a little bit of the things I put into him were kind of things from my own personality. I don't know if other people have mentioned that very much or if that comes up uh, when you guys have done these before, but a couple little things, not very much. I don't have pointy ears, I don't think. <laughs> But that, that was the basic idea, and he, he's sort of the, the seasoned Starfleet officer. He was uh, pretty much, I guess, involved and responsible for what happened in the last season where they went off to, to Romulus, got involved with the, the reunification thing and all that stuff that happened in the last season. And he ended up staying there because of uh, Savril's father, who was there before to help Spock out, he of course couldn't stay. He was he was badly injured and things like that. So, so he got taken back, and uh, Talbot decided to stay on Romulus and help uh, help them out there. So that's where he's at right now. So in the current season, I was not using him. Went on to a, a different character. I don't think there's he's still he's married. Uh, Talbot's married. He's got a wife. That's uh, I guess they they both have their own kind of duties. Uh, you know. Mm-hmm. That, that take them uh, far apart from each other, but he's still, uh, you know, a married person. They have one child. I don't think I've really gone into that too much. Maybe I'll use that at some future point. But yeah, uh, do we know what species his wife is? She is human. She's her human. Is, her name is Lydia. She's human. Uh, and I did, like I said, I didn't. I haven't gone much into that or mm-hmm. their one child. So, which I guess at that point he'd be like what one quarter. He'd Romulan, be a quarter so. Romulan. Yeah. Yeah, we'd be down to. <laughs> <laughs> order but i i some of his personality and the way he uh, i think operated a little bit in some of the posts uh, were a little bit was a little bit of of, of me mm-hmm. uh, i think i put some of his temperament in there and the kind of person he is a little it's it's kind of i don't know what you guys find but i i find it easier to do that it's it's mm-hmm. hard for me to oh definitely or to act out somebody that's would be totally different from what i would be I might have to try that sometime. That's an interesting... I didn't really think about that until now, but just to sort of stretch, you know, it might be kind of... Uh, I know when I played D&D, it was... I always liked... It was the the good guys, you know, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, occasionally I tried to be a thief or, or whatever, but it's hard to play somebody that's really different. Yeah, so... so anything else that you wanted to know about, about that character? No, actually, listening to you talk about it, it actually made me realize that Talbot's actually responsible for the whole virus and that's all dying. <laughs> he put us on this mission, fabulous. And if we would have never gone, they would have never thought of sabotaging yeah, us. Except, except the the virus happened before we left. So yeah, but they left. knew. Oh, that's true. But they knew. They must have known we were going on this mission to Romulus. Yeah, sort of, you're right. It, it sort of was a, a definitely a big part of that. They, yeah. The 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 people that were responsible found out about that situation. They infected Savril, and because they were after the. They're basically the anti-reunification people. Whatever. Yeah. Do you have a name for those people yet? The bad guys? Not yet. No. Okay. The anti-reunification... Oh, yeah, that thing. Yeah, that'd be a long... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Bad guy name for them. Uh, yeah. But, but anyway, yeah, he... Yeah. Uh, because of him... He, see, he had... The idea there was he had a, a long um, relationship and uh, Savril's father and he were good friends. It's being... Uh, uh, the fact that he's half Romulan and the fact that Sibril uh, is Vulcan, he has uh, a lot of uh, kind of, I guess, uh, not really maybe just allegiance, but he feels Vulcan is, is maybe the way he wants Romulus to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why the reunification thing is important to him. So, yeah, I guess he's sort of uh, sort of responsible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, makes things interesting. <laughs>
Alright, and so since he's stuck on on Romulus right now, you create another character so you can continue to uh, contribute to the RPG. Why don't you tell us a little bit about him? I think it's, sure. what, Zerm? Zerman? Zrem. Zrem. Yeah, I guess. I don't, I don't know. It, it's funny when you write things and you throw down letters, and especially some of these alien names, <laughs> you never actually say them out loud in, until this point. So, yeah, the... Um, the, this character, and it's not nearly as, as probably as fleshed out, but uh, for this season, yes, I wanted to have somebody else. I didn't, um, couldn't use Talbot, so yeah, I came up with an Andorian. Uh, he's basically uh, Savril's like assistant. You know, the most of the key positions, even though you don't really see them in, in the episodes of Star Trek, you know, they're all going to have like an assistant and an assistant mm-hmm. to the assistant and all that. So you can't Spock can't be at the science station all the time and all that. So. He is the assistant chief science officer on the Tiberius, Lieutenant Zrem, who is a full Andorian, which I'm not sure if we had an Andorian before that or if we do. No, we didn't. We have an NPC character. Do we really have an NPC Andorian? She's a pilot, one of um, um, Chris's characters. Oh, okay. But I thought, you know, I was actually, when I started to come up with, you know, who I wanted or what I wanted to do with a new character. I, w- I tried to look through, you know, who had created what and all the other little minor characters. And I was a little surprised because, you know, from Enterprise and and that, you know, the Andorians are a pretty key race in, in Starfleet and, and throughout mm-hmm. all, all the TV series. You know, there was, I, I, I guess the most they ever really got into them was in Enterprise, Fran. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cause you pretty much lose them in TNG and DS9 and Voyager. Pop up now again, now and then. But uh, so I made this Andorian. He, he is um, the assistant chief science officer to Frasrem, and I tried to look up online and like some of the Star Trek sites, Memory Alpha, and that how they do the naming convention for Andorians. I guess the first name is sort of like a, a family name, and it it relates to whether they're male or female, and then the last name is isn't sort of a given name mm-hmm. but but I, I couldn't I didn't know it seems like it's it's kind of like the Bajoran situation where the last name is sort of the name their their whatever their last name is their first name and their first name is their last name you know that whole they, mm-hmm. that seems to be partly happens with this but I'm not a, an expert at all I just kind of try to look a few things up on that so so anyway he's just a male Andorian uh, very into science I also sort of did a similar thing like I did with Talbot, where he's half Romulan, but he is, you know, really kind of more Earthbound in Starfleet, even though he is Andorian. And Andorians have always been sort of a lot more violent and, and warlike and, and kind of cling on a little, in a way, in military-type uh, group of people. That didn't really... He, he isn't that kind of a person. He's not really, he's very kind of anti, he's almost like a pacifist in a way. I didn't write that out too much, but I just said in his bio, I think something, he doesn't, he doesn't like the, the violence of his people. And, and it also led him to Vulcan. And also he has, uh, since he was in the sciences and conferences, you know, show up and things like that. He had bumped into Savril previously. And I think I would say that because of her being the chief science officer on the Tiberius, she was probably a little helpful to get him posted there as her assistant. And what else about him? Not too much. He he's he's real. He likes to visit planets and see other cultures. He's very into uh, learning about uh, those kinds of things. He's 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 a lot more. Um, 
interested in that than than just sit, you know sitting on the ship. So uh, he he did spend a little time on Vulcan, even though he doesn't like the heat there. You know, Andoria, what they showed on Enterprise, is kind of a icy place, mm-hmm. and they're all with the blue skin and the little antennae and and white hair. So uh, I wonder if they have dark hair when they're born and it goes whiter when they get old. <laughs> See a baby Andorian? I don't I don't know. So. Uh, but I thought it was kind of interesting. And then the other little thing that I slipped in and towards the end of this current season is he sort of has gotten involved with this uh, engineer on the Tiberius, this Maria, or is it Maria? I can't remember which way. I don't even remember what I wrote. <laughs> Another sort of NPC or whatever, a very minor character that I had used in like one quick little scene in the previous season who works in engineering with Karath. Uh, she fell victim to the disease and, you know, they had been seeing each other kind of so that kind of bothered him quite a bit and he he tried to help out and she passed out on the bridge and he was like "Ah!" well it was kind of you know the one thing about about trek i think in general that they can be accused of in some ways and sometimes is that they don't they act they don't always act like i think a person would act that's Mm kind of why i really liked enterprise and some of the things they brought into that and i don't want to tangent off too far but they acted, I thought, a little bit more like a, a person would act. You know what I mean? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to explain it, but they're, I guess the, the, they all turned to ha- like half Vulcan a little bit. I mean, I, I just thought that these people being on a ship together and being that tightly knit, that that certain, you know, likes and dislikes would form fairly easily and yeah. they would react a little bit. Uh, like there was that scene I just used, even though it's, I'm talking, I guess it's not a good example because that was Spock in the Man Trap where where they, you know, the last uh, podcast where he's like, oh, somebody's dead and their landing party's back. And he goes, okay, <laughs> there you go. I mean, uh, I know you're Vulcan and all, but don't you kind of want to know? I mean, command of the ship. So anyway, I, yeah, I mean, those kind of things, I, that's one of the nice things about the RPG is you can do that kind of stuff versus, yeah. versus yeah. like maybe they wouldn't have time to do that in an episode. I kind of made him slightly, although I didn't really come out and say it. He didn't. He never got the disease, unlike pretty much everyone else. At least, he never showed up. I was trying to, since he was one of the few Andorians, it seems. I, I was trying to give you guys a little bit, and whoever else is writing, a little bit of a possible edge there of, well, maybe there is something that can be used to to stop this thing. Mm-hmm. You know, going against it. At least it's not the Vulcan saving us this time. <laughs> what I really liked about the disease situation is that they were the ones that were really affected more at first and it was kind of targeted there even though it mutated uh i thought that was an interesting twist you know how many episodes was it oh spock's okay because he's got green blood <laughs> yeah that's true i mean gosh I, I mean it was like episode after episode yeah that that you know the disease situation was was kind of interesting and now we're all going to be stuck on this uh vulcan station right we are for the time being cozy <laughs> I don't think I read anywhere, or maybe I might have missed it. How big is that place anyway? Obviously, we're all there, right? Yeah. Uh, these people are still alive. Well, so yeah, we only have, what, two-thirds of our crew left, so. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, we haven't really developed that yet. That'll come next season, you know, and describing that. So I'm sure Zer- yeah. Zerem will be in will be integral in bringing that thing back to operation <laughs> standards because it's, it's kind of in disarray. Good. So, good. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I'd like to use him a little bit more, especially since um, Talbot's off on on Romulus and mm-hmm. uh, messing around there still. But I, yeah, I have. I would. He would. Uh, it would be good to bring him back at some point too. We'll we'll have to see how that works out or when it would be uh, appropriate. But, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. He's an interesting character. And it's always yeah. Everybody to wants to know if the virus has infected him. 
that's come up a couple of times. Well, we haven't. Maybe I maybe I didn't see this part, but have we explored? I mean, we were you know there were several of us that were on Romulus, mm -hmm. not just him. He's still there, but we were all basically uh, carriers or mm -hmm. you know, not showing the disease. But we were all a bunch of us there. So not just Talbot, but everyone else that was right. there. Talbot's mother was run into. Uh, you know, various guards and so on. And, and yeah, and Savril did the mind meld with Locke, the Romulan. You know, Locke, you know, was a pretty yeah. big character there. So, I mean, do you guys have plans to to bring out, you know, maybe you could say, oh, it hadn't developed, uh, you know, to the point where it would be, it would be carried to another yeah. person. Yeah, you know we, I mean? like, like, we've discussed, yeah, we've discussed, um, you know, just briefly mentioning that, you know, because it was tele it was a telepathic virus before it mutated, and it mutated on our ship to an airborne virus. So the only person I think would be possibly infected would be the Romulan that she melded with. And are we saying the mutation in that and the airborne factor was basically because of the uh, the organic portions and the gel pack biogel things on on the Tiberius that it's. We were coughing on, on doorknobs and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think my idea was that when um, Ensign Starstriker was given the drug, or the, yeah. this virus, the pathogen, uh -huh. it mutated in him. So it was originally intended for Vulcans and Romulans, but when it you know, was introduced to him, who is this mysterious alien, it became something else in him and then became airborne. Uh -huh. So that should at least get us off the hook about... Right. About the Romulus yeah. situation and that it shouldn't be if anything the only ones affected would be the people possibly that um well I guess just Talbot then right because mm -hmm. it would have never been a, it would have yes. never gotten into any of the other so he's the only possibility and you know we we can cover that at some point uh, I I could you know we could easily make him just like it didn't affect him because he's like mm -hmm. we half Romulan half, half Romulan, Romulan yeah exactly the uh, the you know the alternative to that I don't think there's much of an alternative the alternative is he would be dead pretty right. much I don't see him being able to get any kind of help in time we haven't seen this not kill somebody yet right I mean uh, as far as once they get it it eventually has killed them no yeah we have the inhibitor that slows it down and stops it but right from progressing. until that point though if he doesn't get that the he'll die will, yeah, exactly. So I mean, basically, it's 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 either he's immune or he's dead. So, yeah. uh, so that uh, I'll vote for the immune part. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I think you guys are doing a doing a great job. I think people are really getting into. I don't know what it is about blowing up a ship, but man, everyone likes to have. <laughs> <laughs> Can I push the big red button? Can I blow it's drama. Everyone likes writing drama. <laughs> I was a little bit, uh, it, yeah, it is, it is, it, you're right, it exactly, that's all it is, it's just a good drama, and I, I think it, w the good thing about it is that we just didn't do it willy-nilly, you know, I mean, I think that's one of the best things about uh, overall the RPG, and that there there is a lot of thought that goes into this. It oh, yeah. just like, uh, you know, where it could be if there were um, people that weren't quite as, as you know, caring about their posts and, and dedicated to it and that you know there isn't like oh captain quinn no you're not in command i'm in command yeah no, you're, <laughs> take it to the brig you know we don't have we don't have like mutinies every other day. yeah so i mean there's people are putting a lot of thought and reason into what they're doing so 
the the fact that the Tiberius is is having to be sacrificed wasn't uh, there were good reasons for it. Oh yeah, well, yeah, but it hasn't been sacrificed yet, so we still don't know. At least you know. Well, yeah, you the, don't the know what's going to happen. Right. You know, yeah, we okay. haven't we haven't blown it up. It's it's just it's leading that way, but who knows? Yes. What yes. will happen? But you're right. We, I mean, Jen and I, we sit down, we talk. We don't just say, "Oh, let's blow up the ship." Yeah, it'd be fun. You yeah, know, I think we that you're getting a lot of good, uh, good direction, and not uh, just direction, but um, like feedback and ideas from uh, you know several other, you know, yeah. unlike um, this. This is it's a cooperative thing. I think that everyone on there, you know, thinks that they have a voice and that that's important. Oh, definitely, you, and that's what. Keep, Let's keep it going. Yeah, that's what's great about this group of people is that the ones who don't really – who want to overthrow the ship or who want to do these crazy things don't normally last. You know, it's the really well, it dedicated just, people just, who – Yeah, it doesn't really work that way. I mean you can't – it just – it isn't – if you want to you know, write your own little story where you're captain of a super starship and you go blasting through the galaxy, we'll go ahead. But that isn't really what this – an RPG yeah. game that's on a forum, it, it's not the the place for that. So, yeah. Uh, so no, right. it's it's been it's been real good, and uh, I can't wait to see uh, you know what what happens next and how to deal with it. It's just um, and, and I, I have to also just last thing to say about um, the ready room things. So I think have added just a lot. I think people are really enjoying those, and I think it's helped people stay kind of in touch and focused on. The RPG. Yeah. You know I mean, I, I think I'm sure you guys have heard that, and and I, I think I'm sure you feel the same situation that it's, mm-hmm. it's keeping it uh, in everyone's thoughts, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's making it very uh, not just easier, well, in a way easier, but I think it's it, it's just making the the whole thing a better experience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we enjoy doing them, so mm-hmm. good. You get a little taste of all that, what goes into all, all of. Uh, uh, you know, putting audio stuff together and, and you know, oh, yeah. the thrill of all. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thrill, thrill of that. So, so much uh, fun. But we appreciate you taking the time and talking with us. Sure, and just edit out that, like, whole last 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the story so far. All right, so it looks like the Tiberius is heading for certain doom. Yes. Um, at least at the moment. And um, everybody's doing a great job. I mean, we've gotten, I've counted, I think there were like six posts within two hours, which is amazing. And they're yeah. all evacuation mm-hmm. posts. And, you know, so it's everything that's happening right now at the last few hours left on the ship. Yeah, and I think the end is excited people, you know, and mm-hmm. so they're kind of jump in to include their character in in that kind of a sequence yeah. or escape pod sequence. Yeah, I mean, we even even had, like, like uh, Rick Moyer did a, a post from a woman's perspective who was escaping, and, you know, an unknown character. She's never been mentioned before, but it was really riveting. It was really tense. Like, you know, I kept waiting for her to blow up. <laughs> but she didn't. But I talked to Rick, and he said he actually considered blowing her up. Just as she escaped and got away, and mm-hmm. her panic, and she just, you know, was happy, and he was gonna have her ship blow up. I'm like, oh man, that would have been depressing. <laughs> the the lifeboats and shuttlecraft have been jettisoned mm-hmm. because the um the power the what is it the the engine 
the power core. I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> up on the techno babble. I have to look that stuff up. <laughs> it's lost power and the engines have failed and orbit is starting to decay. Yes. So, you know, the, the people who've been posting, they've either left the ship or in the process of finding their, their lifeboats. And even some of the characters have been beamed off by the Aurora, the mm-hmm. prototype ship that Eric James and his daughter have. And then I think the last people that are still on the ship as of this moment are um, Lieutenant Catan and there's a, a, another lieutenant who's a security officer who have rescued one of the characters I brought up, like like Moyer, like Rick mm-hmm. Moyer, a character that had no previous introduction in the story, just there to kind of add uh, dimension and emotion to the story, a little girl and her dad. Mm-hmm. And she had been with him alone the entire story and just posted one time about her and left them alone. And then I asked Eric to um, bring her out of that situation because I couldn't. You know, I wanted his character is searching the ship for stragglers. Mm-hmm. And I thought if anyone was going to find her, you know, rescue her, it should be his character's team. Mm-hmm. So that's what he did. He, he and his, his little team of um, security officers discovered that cabin where the little girl was and her dad was laying on the floor and so actually it wasn't his character it was one that he invented but it wasn't his main character lieutenant katan it was a woman mm-hmm. character that he has that um picked up the dad who's unconscious and is carrying him down the hall with the little girl in tow yeah trying to get to the, the lifeboat yeah so. now, i know they just posted and they said 97 percent of the crew's off so Good. i'm pretty pretty sure almost everyone is gone Mm-hmm. By the time uh, Quinn and Servreal post or you know do their last bit of thing that they're going to do, um, mm-hmm. everybody will be off tomorrow. the ship. It will happen yeah. tomorrow. You're correct. Yeah. Well, the last post I did for Servreal, she came to the the bridge mm-hmm. to wait for the captain. That's right. Who... And Quinn is currently crawling through Jeffrey tubes, heading to the bridge. Because the turbo lift is kind of hit or miss. Yeah. In fact, yeah. when Servreal was in it last. Um, the lights went out and the doors opened and she went to leave and the deck hit her in the stomach <laughs> because it didn't come all the way up to the to the deck. Yeah. So she had to climb out onto the bridge. Yeah. The Lieutenant Zurum was there, the Andorian that Rico plays. Yeah. And um, she told them to leave to, to evacuate the ship. Yeah, so it's tried. just Servereal right now on the bridge mm-hmm. all by herself. Yeah, she's watching the view screen through the distortion. Yeah. The Tiberius is breaking orbit and starting to fall towards the planet. So, and some of the consoles are surging. And there was a power surge that um, Brian CD wrote about in engineering mm-hmm. that um, caused. I I wrote that it affected the consoles and on the bridge and that they've exploded in their smoke <clears throat> on the bridge right now. So, so anyway, she's waiting for. Quinn so that they can begin the auto-destruct. Now, we had somebody ask us once, aren't there other officers that are supposed to be involved in the auto-destruct? It's always different from ship to ship and from movie to TV show. Yeah. <laughs> and we're kind of going back to TNG when it was always just Riker and Picard. So, in the movies, you know, Michael Dorn's character was involved with, oh, was it just Michael Dorn? I think it was just Worf. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's pretty much it right now, the story so far. It is coming to a conclusion. Mm-hmm. Um, we definitely have, you know, Jen and I have been planning this since we started this season. And, um, you know, we have, we're beginning the last post now, at least writing it. And by the time this Ready Room uh, microcast is broadcast, uh, 
that story will be over. The season mm-hmm. will be over because it ends tomorrow, and then this probably won't get up uh, into iTunes until probably three or four days after that. But, uh, yeah, that's it for the story so far. Today, for our post of the week, we have a special dramatization. Sleek and adventurous, graceful and sometimes warlike, she waited. She was trying so hard. Keep it together. Keep it together. So many are counting on you, she thought. But it was so hard. The vast expanse of space is cold and harsh. The elements are ruthless, and the universe, infinite. The only thing that kept her going was the life in and around her. Such a variety of creatures, all with their own slant on the world around them. So fascinating. Unified, but diverse. At first, the virus had been subtle. Only a few aches and pains here and there, but now, it wasn't good. She could feel the life being drained from her. Things she used to be able to do automatically were now a chore, and some weren't even working anymore. The prime functions of her job description were not even certain to happen. I am here to serve, she thought, but I am starting to be unable to do so. Something must be done, or there will be more death. This was not acceptable. Everything in her was designed to protect, to keep the harsh elements at bay, to provide a place where the Prime Directive could thrive and the masses could gather and explore. It wasn't because of lack of help. The crew had tried to help, but the infection was getting worse. It was like cancer. It had to be removed. But that hadn't worked. It had spread into the electronic lymph nodes that made who she was. It was rather ironic. The very advancements to make her quicker, more like them, was killing her. So much care had been taken. So many hours had been put in. She'd been created with a purpose of exploration. But now, her time was coming to an end. She understood. She wished there was another way. But it was too late. It would soon be over. She put her life in the hands of those that served on her. She trusted that they knew best. She had fulfilled her destiny. Now all she had to do was hold on a little longer, long enough to see them off safely. What would it feel like? What would be the initial reaction to the self-destruct? She was programmed to do what they asked, but that didn't mean it would be easy. It would take every bit of programming in her to let the countdown end. Everything she was, everything she had become was about to come to an end. And then... She, the Tiberius, however apprehensive, waited. Bye. RPG Protocol. We've received several um, character profiles from some new forum members, and just wanted to say that we're really glad to, to have feedback from you guys, and we hope that you'll um, wait that one week, you know, because next season's going to be a lot of fun, and we hope you stick around. 
don't just create a profile and don't jump into the story. <laughs> but um, uh, or reiterate why we want to get those profiles first or your ideas for a character first um, sent to Kenny and I and um, copied both of us. Oh, this isn't coming out right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm speaking like, what's the weird alien race that speaks in metaphors and you can't understand them? Those are, that's, uh, what are those things? That's my character is Dathan. Um, yes. The, yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Tanag, Tanagra. <laughs> that's right yeah you should record that little bites from that episode and when we do a sad post we'll do one of those little <laughs> when the walls fail uh, I like that and um, I just wanted to um, say that we've got we've received in addition to those those inquiries some really good um, ideas for characters and I guess Kenny and I want to touch on again why uh, we want to see those before you start developing your character profile. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we do have reasons why we ask for you guys to PM us your profile before you actually post it to the forums. Mm -hmm. And really, it's it's not because we're we're trying to be uh, little dictators or anything. <laughs> um, we really do think a lot of the the story ideas that we've received and character backstories and stuff are interesting, but we have to make sure that. They don't overlap anybody that is already, you know, participating in the game mm -hmm. or, you know, another character that's been on already doesn't have a similar background to the one you've submitted to us. Mm -hmm. So when we've suggested maybe an, a, a change, it's really just so that um, you get the, you know, most out of the, the yeah. story. Yeah, we, we want, want you to be able to be, blend with our current crew. Right. And we want you to be able to post and participate in yeah. our main storyline. So if there's a character you've created that that kind of limits what you'll be able to do in our story, we'll let you know, like, well, you know, you can't – you may be able to um, write and talk to yourself, but <laughs> that character can't really integrate into our crew very well. So Yeah, yeah. When you, you, when you think about making a, a character, just think of that. I mean, think of how, how are they going to interact with the crew. Well, you know, if you if you're if you want to be a heavy RPG player, then you have to do a fairly, you know, likable character that can be integrated almost anywhere into the story. If you want to be more of the loner, that's fine. Pick something that's not as crucial. Yeah. And that's know. that's another thing. Maybe we should we should talk about um the types of characters we've already had that we have kind of like a cap on. Mhm. Mm First of all, I think we've mentioned it before, but we don't have any more spies. Spies. Yeah. I mean, they may have we may have a place for those in future stories, but so far our last few seasons have really focused on spies and not yeah. just one, but a lot of different <laughs> spies. It's just so. yeah, and it's not that we're opposed to spies, it's just it's a hard character to integrate into the story, especially with a of telepaths. Mm -hmm. To to have this person do things behind the back, it just makes us as a crew, look inept, and you can't ask everybody else to change what they're, they've already established as far as what their character's traits are. Yeah. Just so that you can coexist with them. Yeah. So we have to have to kind of, you know those are the little fine tuning things that we have to consider when we read um, ideas for characters and and profiles. Yeah. And if it's a rare species like Elarian, we really shouldn't have a whole lot of Elarians because there's not a lot of them left. Yeah. And one completely full Vulcan that I know of on the ship, and that's my character. And, you know, we could use some more Vulcans. <laughs> She's lonely. <laughs> yeah, and, definitely. Uh, what else? Oh, and people who are have um, – we have a lot of characters who have attitude problems. 
Yes, we seem to be like the the ship to throw all the delinquents on, and somehow we need to turn them over. You know, we need to make Mm -hmm. them better, which is fine. I mean, it's a good character trait in your past. On our ship, you know, we do go by Starfleet rules and regulations, and you know, we'd prefer if you fell in line, which most of them have. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, they started off as renegades, but. They've they've turned into pretty good officers. Well, it's it was a great idea for the ones that have joined already, and you know the first few that came up with that idea, that's good because there was just a couple. But it seems like everybody who wants to come in after that has submitted you know yeah. ideas that are the same kind of character. And to be fair, the new people coming in that want to create a character, they don't know that. You know? No, that's true. So that's because true because they haven't read the story or they haven't been keeping up. Yeah, my suggestion would just be when you do submit us a. a profile or a character idea to suggest several of them mm-hmm. you know just have in mind that we may tweak it a little bit that it may not be perfect for the crew in the form that you have it's not that we don't like it like jen said it's just we're trying to fill out the crew to make them you know a well-rounded crew we don't want too many thieves or too many telepaths or too many spies or um so just be prepared for a little tweaking sometimes we get character profiles and they're perfect the way they are Mm-hmm. You know, and it fills a need, and and it's perfect, and we'll allow it to be posted. But and uh, most people have no problem with it, you know. Yeah, and when you do submit your your profiles or your ideas for a character, please copy both of us on on your PM, just so that um, we can both be in the loop and yes. we both know. Um, what kind of conversation is had between you and whoever you've contacted first? Because sometimes when when I go and talk to Kenny about somebody that hey this guy has a great idea blah blah blah, Kenny's like uh, what is what's going on? I don't know what you're talking about. And yeah. oh okay yeah. I'm sorry I didn't realize he didn't copy you or she yeah. didn't copy you. So always try to copy both of us. Kenny's yeah. forum name. In the Treks and Sci-Fi forum is Star Trek Fanatic Five, yeah. and he's on a lot. So yeah, just click on his name and his profile will click will pop up, and at the bottom you'll see a little message this person yeah. link to repeat. I mean, we've had some really good ideas and quite a few people who are interested in joining next season. So um, just hang in there, wait for the this season to to come to a close, and um, we'll let everybody know when the the next season will be open for posting. So, yep, just look for that. All right, cool. Here are today's final thoughts. So, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Uh, next Saturday, the eighth of March, at ten a.m. Pacific Standard Time which is pretty much West Coast time, we will be having our end-of-season 5 Skype party slash chat. And we're actually inviting everybody, li- uh, listeners to the, the Ready Room uh, microcast, readers of the RPG game, uh, RPG players themselves. Anyone who's interested in the whole RPG um, can come and join us. And we're just going to talk about what happened in Season 5 and how it ended and... You know, the story development. I think this is probably one of our strongest seasons mm-hmm. so far. If you want to join us and we haven't, meaning uh, I, uh, Kenny, haven't spoken to you on Skype before, definitely PM me your Skype name. Anything else, Jim? <laughs> uh, no. That's it. 
just read the RPG, find out what happens. You never know. We may not blow up the Tiberius. You never know. And That's if we true. do, hey, who knows? We could go back in time and save it. So you got to stay <laughs> tuned for next season and find out what That's really right. happens. That is right. Yeah, I mean, are we going to be stuck on that Vulcan station? Yeah. We're still all infected. Deep Space Vulcan. There you go. <laughs> we can change our... Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll switch to a Vulcan station instead of a Starship. Yeah. We're just trying to juke you. <laughs> all right, uh... So I think that's it for this Ready Room. This is Kenny. And this is Jen. Hailing frequencies closed. Music featured on the Ready Room is from the Podsafe Music Network, found online at music.podshow.com. All other music and sound effects are the property of their prospective owners and is only intended for entertainment purposes.